Welcome to episode three of the Free Pizza Podcast. We have Tommy McGlon. You said it right. (laughs) (laughs) Here from Winston-Salem. He's a fellow photographer and great friend of mine. So we're going to get started. Right on. Uh, Just forewarning to the people listening, um, if Daniel ever asks you to come on this podcast, know that there is no free pizza involved. Why? Uh, Wow. So you're going to bring that? Okay. I just had to mention for, it because, you know, I'm, you know what? I'm for, a very hungry artist and I need <laughs> I need food. And it was, I thought I was being offered food, but instead I was just being offered to come, use, you know, just say, say just, things. I'm just using you. I've, I've been used before. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I love Tommy. Anyways, yo, what's up? So, to start from where you are now. So, what are you doing with photography right now? Are you freelancing? Are you collaborating with some brands? Are you working eight to five with photography? What are you? What are you doing? My my current position with photography, I'm I'm doing a lot of uh, freelance work. Um, I'd say like actual paid work is probably the smallest piece of my photography that I'm doing currently. Um, you know, I do weddings, second shoot weddings uh, here and there, and then. Hmm. Uh, do stuff for businesses every now and again. You know, take, take some LinkedIn pics. You know, all the good stuff. That, that yeah. good stuff, that hard stuff. Yeah, really challenging me to open up <laughs> my artistic eye and just, you know, expanding my vision constantly. But, yeah, uh, I'd say that the paid work is probably t- consumes the very least of my of my photography work right now. And I'm, yep. I'm just working on doing things that I enjoy um, and trying to learn a lot because I think that's the one of the things that drew me to photography in the first place was there's always something new to learn just uh, consistently you can you can always be learning after doing it for for forever so oh yeah that's awesome personal work is probably probably the most important thing you do as an artist no matter what you do really brings out your imagination and you know Whatever. Sometimes so. I sometimes I don't even really consider photography an art. I mean, I know that's pretty controversial Ooh, to say on a photography podcast. Hey. Yeah, people at home, sup? <laughs> C- come find me. <laughs> no, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> In the three three six, you can find me. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think that if you own a camera, you probably know that anyone else who owns a camera can do what you do uh, if they know that's enough, if they were, if they try hard enough, and that's kind of the craft aspect of it, and. Yeah. The, the art aspect is uh, figuring out what you want to do and what what you want to create out of it. Um, so you know they meet they meet on the other end, but it's ninety percent uh, knowledge and ten percent creativity. I think. Awesome. But I think that goes with a lot of lot of arts. So. Everything, everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you're, so you're working. So you're just freelancing for the most part, but you actually have the eight to five. Right? I do. I have a I have a bullshit job where I sit at a desk and say hi to people uh. and. I answer a phone and I have business cards and uh, it's it's pretty soul wretching. So everyone's nightmare. Every every creator's nightmare is that right? That exactly. Initial. Just sitting sitting behind a desk and dying slowly every day. Blah. Cool. But let's, um, I feel that pain so much right now. Anyways, yo, let's jump back in time. So, what piqued your interest with photography? Well, uh, okay. <clears throat> with photography, uh, I guess. I'm trying to think of my first, um, my first uh, experience with it at all. I guess I remember having a uh, little 
you know, film camera we all had in the in the mid nineties that our my parents had that was just one of those cameras, you know, the the little Kodak ones that you throw in a oh, roll yeah. of thirty five millimeter from the local Walgreens and uh you you just hit a button and take a picture and it does all the work for you. But I remember trying to do this thing where I would take, we had a cool fireplace at the time and I tried to take a bunch of pictures of the, of the fireplace. I I must've been like 10 years old (laughs) and I tried to make it so I could piece them together later and it would look like one big picture of the fireplace. Yeah. And I thought that would look so cool. Yeah. uh, It looked like shit. (laughs) I did not work. Um, So all you 10 years, 10 year olds out there just uh don't try <laughs> but from the words of tommy don't try don't, tr- don't try <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness i guess that was my first uh exposure photography. little dad joke there for you but <laughs> <laughs> oh wow it took me like two seconds to get that the, but wow it's awesome a, it's a little embarrassing for you but it's okay <laughs> I forgive, so. I forgive you, Dan. Uh, but yeah, and then, uh, so my mom got remarried when I was in seventh grade, and uh, the, her new her new hubby was uh, a guy who who thought of himself as somewhat of a of a you know fine art photographer, oh, and it was really you know fancy, not the best or not the worst, but not the best. And I think he had a Nikon uh, F uh, F. Film? F2 or something like that. F2. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, uh, no, it was just F2, I think. And it was just it's a pretty decent camera. And I never once remember him shooting it with me around. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't remember him ever using it. I just remember him having it. And um, and I think for a couple of years, you know, he had this, like, it was early in the digital days. So he had this digital camera, this early Sony with the Zeiss lens on it, which is pretty rad. Wow. But, um yeah, I think we paid like thirteen hundred for the whole kit at the time, which is nice. you know still it, no. It's in, it, we're yeah. at like two thousand two now. Oh, early yeah, 2000s. yeah. This is the first time you know, memory sticks were were coming about and okay. stuff, and they're like you know eight gigabytes or probably not even that, probably like two gigabytes. Right, so back then, that was... and they were like a hundred dollars a piece. Uh, Jesus, um, change terrible. But I remember him shooting with that, and I remember him you know tinkering around with Photoshop and just being like, I fucking hate all that you do. And I hate you as a person. Oh wow! Uh, it's just, it's just like the worst. But, <laughs> Holy moly! But yeah, and I remember being like, "Hey, can I use your? Can I try to use your camera?" He'd be like, "No, fuck off!" And fuck you, yeah, fuck you, Tommy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And uh, but one time I went to I went to camp in ninth grade, in between ninth or eighth and eighth and ninth, ninth and tenth grade. I went to summer camp. And I did this three-week program where I was, like, hiking the Appalachian Trail and doing some volunteer work. And I was um, hanging out with kids that were outside of my hometown, which is uh, Moxville, North Carolina, which is pretty much pretty much nowhere. Yeah. Um, so being exposed to these, these people from kind of different places and seeing that they were more than just, like, teenagers that just, like, go to school and worry about who likes them and stuff, they... They were people who were developing things like, um, you know, we had one girl in our program who's actually from Greensboro, but she she's, was a musician, like she's 14 years old, just really good oh, wow. guitar and stuff. She's still a musician. And, um, you know, there was a photographer and people who were into acting and just like 
kids at 14 and 15 years old and they not that they have it all figured out but they were trying something and and I I guess up to that point in my life I'd never tried anything before yeah never really like I, I get frustrated with shit and I just give up really quickly and that's not a way to to become good at anything at all right so I I don't know I went home one weekend from camp and I had to go back the next week and I was like hey uh, stepdad can I borrow your camera for the week <laughs> I remember I remember being like this isn't going to go over really well but uh, but you know with my mom's help he let me borrow it for the week because you know he wasn't fucking using it at the time yeah and he kind of showed me how it works and everything I remember him being like you just got to get these numbers to match up these enough numbers. to make the needle go in the middle and that was like his whole thing make the needle go in the middle, middle. okay and, and it which is not scientific and not a good explanation at all. Yeah, it's like at, anything. Yeah, at fourteen, you can understand aperture, but you have to have someone who actually, actually does understand it and is willing to show you exactly right. So he he lent it to me and loaded up uh, a roll of film, which I believe was some Kodak T Max four hundred, and he put that in it. And I went and I took like four pictures the first day I was at camp, and then we were which is like the day we were preparing to go hike the Appalachian Trail. And we got on the Appalachian Trail. I remember trying to take one picture, and, and I was winding it, and I fucking broke it. Oh, my Oh my God. You broke his camera? Well, I didn't break the whole camera. I broke the winding mechanism because, as you know, um, you don't have to uh, actually uh, – you don't actually have to wind it until you get to the end where you rewind. Wind it back, yeah. Yeah. So I should have just not worried about that. I should have just worried about that one roll of film all week. And you know, I wish I could go back and and forgive myself for that. But so I think I ended up taking maybe like seven or eight pictures total. And I remember putting the care, like showing it to him when I got back. He's like, "Ah, it's no problem. I can fix it." And oh. which was really surprising because he's an asshole. But and I just want to let you know, Dave, if you're listening, fuck you. Yo, shout out Dave. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> you, so, can, you can cut that out, right? Heck, no, we're going to cut it. I hope Dave doesn't listen to it. I don't mind if he hears it. I just don't want everyone else to hear my, my anger that I'm holding on to in my heart decades later. But uh, but anyway, so he, he said it was fine. I fixed it. I, I developed that role, I think, 10 years later, and it had like two good pictures yes. on it. Yeah. Dude. One was out of focus, and. Do you still have those pictures? Yeah, they're they're at my they're on my computer. I think. Oh, and, we're definitely putting that in. Anthony's yeah. gonna put that in there. Okay, shout out to Anthony. Ex- excellent. Um, yeah, please send that to me. I will put this in here to show show the folks. That's gonna be awesome. Cool. So you kind of just hit the home life. That's pretty much your home life then. So your right. stepdad was. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of exposed me. I remember he had a lot of art magazines sitting around, photography magazines sitting around, and I'd look through them and I'd be like, I like this and I don't like this and this is fucking weird. Be like, you know, a lot of it, a lot of photography, I think for, for like people who consider themselves like fine art photographers, which is a stupid term. But <laughs> fine art. Fine art. My art is finer than yours. Yeah. But. I, there, it's like a lot of nudity for no reason, which like nudity is cool, whatever. But it, it just it's just like it's so sick, <laughs> so sick. <laughs> but it's just like uh, I, I get so over seeing boobs after a while, you know. Like I'm just like it's a, look, it's another pair of boobs, like in black and white. I I'm over it, like you know. True, I guess maybe. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like really. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember those magazines lying around, and and that was, uh, you know, my first exposure to naked women. Yeah, in, 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 an, artistic in, in an artistic form, which is cool. 
And I, I guess, you know. Tim, Those were just at home, just laying Yeah, around. they're just laying around in his, like, his, like, little studio thing. He had, he had like, a room where he worked on stuff. And, nice. Like, like, he had some of his old prints in there. And I remember he had, like, there was some of his work that was really good, but I, I looked at all of it. I think over the decade of him being my stepfather, and I remember the the breadth of his work being, you know, no larger than thirty or forty pictures that was that were actually you know decent. It just didn't seem like he cared enough to get out there and try. It was more so for the the aspect the the not aspect but the 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 self. Um, you know, a lot of people they want that identity of being a photographer, and they don't yeah. or they won't don't want to actually create and exactly. I, and I'm like. I, I'm anti that, uh, or not anti other people trying that, but anti myself trying that to be that. Like I don't want to look like a photographer. I just want to take. Just, I want to make. You want to take photos. photos? Yeah, take beautiful photos. Good. So uh, yeah, and then I, I kind of like that breaking the camera thing. Kind of made me give up for a good time, and I think I was graduating high school, and I was like, I I'd gone to high school with a couple dudes who were just really just purifier photographers hey. like really good uh, dudes and I don't know if they do it anymore one of them I know does he was a younger brother of a friend of mine and I follow him on Insta now and he's just takes the pictures of architecture and they're just insane he's just really good he's always been good he's continued to be good I wish I would have been persistent like that um, but once again I think even if I had been persistent and, and really enjoyed it um, and, and gotten into it, I think uh, my family's financial situation would have stopped me from actually developing anything because oh, it's yeah. so, you know it's so difficult. Like even as an adult, like I'm, you know, sacrificing things to to create. So, but that's kind of for the sure. point anyway. So yeah, I asked for a camera for graduation, and I, I didn't really get a. I didn't know enough to like pick out the right camera. So the camera I got was like. You know, it, it, it took me like a week to get bored of it again. And what what it, camera was that? I think it, this is, this is embarrassing. I really it's never embarrassing. You, yeah, I feel like you spotted me trying to avoid saying yeah, what kind of camera it was. It's not going to happen. It was a Kodak that looked like an SLR that wasn't an SLR. <laughs> was it detachable lenses or no? No, attached lenses. That's Ooh, why. Yeah, it was an attached lens that. Um, and weirdly, it actually like was a pretty decent camera. Yeah, like Kodak made awesome cameras for like for like some things. It would be fine, like, especially outside. Like it might do better than my current digital. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that, shout out to Nikon D six ten for really you know making my life hard. But um, but yeah, and I got that. And I think I gave up after a week again, and then oh wow, yeah, it's just like so frustrating because no one I knew was willing to be like, hey. If you want to learn, here's a way to learn. Here's a good way to learn. Um, and I'm not the kind of person who finds that easily on my own. So That's fair. That's fair. That's very true. Yeah, fast forward to three or four years ago, I picked up an actual Canon SLR from a thrift store in Winston-Salem. And my nose is stuffy. <laughs> but I picked I picked up a an actual SLR and I probably shot five rolls of films out of it. But I, I mean, I carried it with me in my Jeep for a while, and I remember like kind of getting it better at the time and wanting to do it more and being less embarrassed about the idea of other people seeing me try to take pictures or seeing me try. Yeah, which is a big part. It's like people see you try, and that can kind of be embarrassing if you if you're trying and failing, but you have to kind of you know jump over that. Um, 
And yeah, and then uh, someone stole that camera out of my car, what? out of my Jeep, because I had no no top on the Jeep, and I would just hang it around my seat. Oh, wow! So you were a, asking for someone to take that camera? I mean, that's like you know, you like, that's someone, debatable. Someone please take my camera because I have no top on my Jeep and it's hanging. That's here. like saying you know, a woman who dresses scantily clad <sighs> is asking to be raped. Oh man! I mean. Yeah, like nothing you can do can give someone else permission to break the law or you know invade your privacy. This is true. So this is true. I, I I hung it around. Uh, I worked at the YMCA at the time. That's where it was stolen, and I hung it. I worked at the YMCA at the time, and I hung it on the back of my seat, and someone stole it out of, out of uh, the car. And I, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty messed up. Whoever did that, but yo, whoever did that needs to bring that back, even though it was years ago. I don't want it. I don't want that. All camera. right, keep it. He doesn't you, want it you anymore. Can, you can hang on to it. I'm sure they pawned it by now for probably fifteen. <laughs> by the say for yeah. no money. It, it wasn't worth that much to begin with. So, uh, but yeah, I guess, and that brings me to you know what really, really, really got me going, which is I think a year and a half ago. I was just really like uh, to the point where. It's, it's weird to say this out loud, especially in a space where I know other people are going to hear it. But I think uh, being on Instagram for four years before I was actually trying to take photos, you start to develop like an eye for like what you want to take pictures of. Yeah. And you start getting kind of getting an idea of what you want to do. Like, shit, I'm so limited by this iPhone camera. It's like not taking the, the best pictures. Sure and I really want yeah. to capture these moments better of my especially life. Back then. Right. Yeah, especially... The yeah, iPhone 3G, you know, oh, it's like God. you're taking one megapixel pictures. Yeah, and trash. Yeah, trash. Well, no, I'll take that back. Not trash. I've seen a picture with those, but I understand it's definitely not up to par what it is now. So. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, now they even, like, they're faking aperture on iPhones. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. insane. It's crazy. It, but which is great because the more people who can be exposed to it, the better, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tommy. I had to throw that one in there. But anyway, <laughs> so, I my buddy Corey, um, Corey, who used to be in a Kiss for Jersey. Oh, my God. He, he, which is, uh, you know, a high school version of me would have been very excited about. Uh, but we, we became friends much later on in life and, and ended up working together. And he is a camera fiend. The guy owns, like, several Leicas and Rollies and just, oh, wow. like, collects and sells and trades. And, yeah, all that stuff. And he was like, I was like, man, I really, really want to. A decent camera that I can go out and shoot and learn how to take good photos on and he was like well he asked me a bunch of questions and we landed on a, a Nikon F100 because the price point and its ability to take decent shots and it has you know manual uh, focus and automatic focus modes so you can really kind of select you know how involved you want to be and yeah. so I bought it uh, from Japan uh a little before Christmas last two years ago, and um, yeah, bought it from Japan. It came wrapped in Japanese uh, newspaper, which I thought was super amazing for some reason. <laughs> and I pulled it out, and I was like, "Now I need a lens." Oh, <laughs> you got the camera. Oh, I actually did that before. I, my first camera was like that too. Right, it, my first professional camera didn't have a lens for a long time. Exactly, it's just sitting on your counter, yep. like. Isn't it pretty? Actually, side note, because you saw, this, saw the collection last other night anyways, mm-hmm. Dave, David Wimbers actually let me have my first lens for my camera. So shout out to David. Shout out to David. That was a little Thank side you for note. your music Thank and you your David lens. Probably get you on here one day. Anyways, <laughs> back to you. But I, you know, it's fun. that's funny. Is that where you get the name Free Daniel from? 
No. Wait, free Daniel from what? Free Daniel from getting free stuff? I don't... Uh... Uh... Kind of. I do get stuff for free. This is, this is not about me, Tommy. This is about you. Back to you. <laughs> we, we do, I would do someone, another interview about that. a little embarrassed. Someone. Anyways. Right. So, hold on. So, back up. You did not go to school for this, right? No, I did not go to school for this at all. So, did you... You you went to school, didn't you? No? I went to a little bit of college. Okay. I don't so like you, to talk about it, though. No, there you go. We won't talk about it. So, no... No... You were self-taught. Yes. Perfect. Well... Define self-taught. Self-taught meaning you didn't pay or take classes per se. No, I never took any real classes, which I kind of still would like to do. But um, and I think it's bullshit. Some people just don't want to like actually, you know, learn in a real setting because they they feel like it's cheating of some sort. It's definitely not cheating. It's definitely not cheating. There's a lot you can learn. But I'm self-taught in the way that. There are two sides of the photography community. There's, you know, a certain percentage of photographers that want you to fuck off and never ask them any questions and, like, they want to do their thing and have it be their thing uh, and not involve you. And then there's a certain, uh, actually pretty surprising amount of photographers that are willing to teach you and help you and invite you along. And those people, like, um, a lot of those people have have really helped me build on my skill. Mm -hmm. My buddy... Since I, I mean, I guess since I live in Winston, I'm right next to the School of the Arts, and I became friends with a lot of guys who went to school there for cinematography. Yeah, and uh, the, these people just really enjoy the 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 technical side of it, and and learning the technical side is kind of like I said earlier, it's it's you know the basis of everything that that I want to do. It deri- is derived from learning the. Uh, the math and science behind it. And, yeah. uh, they, they were willing, my friend Josh Ruffner is willing to do that. And okay. Your friend, Josh Tyler Huff has helped me out with some, um, with some developing stuff. My friend, Matt seal helped me out with a lot of developing stuff. Like he literally FaceTime met this guy once I was on the road with the collection Yeah. and I met him. We just got to talking about cameras at a music festival and he, he was like, oh, I'll Facebook you. And I was like, okay, sure. He, he yeah, did? I, and he did. And, oh. then, and then we ended up, he, he like, I was like, hey, man, I'm about to try this. I finally, you know, got all my gear. And he was like, let me FaceTime you. And he FaceTimed me in and, and helped me, walked me through, you know, That's doing crazy. everything. It was amazing. That's I mean, cr- and there's a lot of people that are completely willing to do that. So that's what yeah. I try to be for other people who I want say, to. That's very, very important. Like, you know, it's very, it should be a very tight-knit community where everyone takes care of each other. Absolutely. And it's weird how, like, it's weird who helps you along the way. Like, these little people, you know, that come through and just help you right. with your who, journey. And it's just like, it's so, like, thinking back on it, it's like, wow, that's actually pretty badass, that person to Exactly. To and, they, that. And, and, like, for the most part, they're not even a big part of my life. I mean, right. they're just, like, people who I have a small connection with and one thing in common with that I know of. And they're just willing to, like, you know, give up their time to, to help me out with stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very appreciative, and I try to do the same for other people. That's good. So I want to jump to your, your actual photo process when you're working on either client work or personal work. So what's usually your routine with doing photo work? So, kind of yeah. depends on what on what side of work uh, I'm, I'm doing because I try not to be try not to be one thing as far as what I take pictures of or my process and how it works. But um, I really enjoy st- street photography, um, which is uh, extremely challenging uh, a lot of the times because you know there's a lot of opportunity to get um, really extraordinary 
things, but you have to. It's like, there's a few things that you have to do to be to be open to doing that. Which is number one, you have to be really unconcerned with what people think about you. Yep. So you know, uh, on a recent trip, I just like walk up to people and take a picture of them without asking and just walk away before they can say or notice. And and you could say that that's kind of an asshole thing to do. No. But um, but at the same time, I mean, privacy is already dead anyway, and um, the. You know, I'm trying to capture someone without them noticing that they're being captured in the first place a lot of the time. And so, I mean, that's a lot of my street street photography stuff. I, I enjoy doing portrait work a lot and try not to, you know, be so basic about it um, in that I just think that there's this there's a lot of photographers that are doing the same thing as everyone else right now. And not that like uh, that's so bad. Um it's just really easy. I found myself doing the really easy thing a lot of the time, and I, I hated that. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Easy thing as in... Like centering someone in a photo and putting you. them on a cool background. Yes. People like, always... I think I think people kind of frame away from that now, but like that's kind of weird thing. People would like, you know, it's not super sharp or it's not super center or whatever. That shit just does not matter. Right. And that's cool that you mentioned that. Cause, right. Because, I mean, like, I'm not better than that. I'm just like avoiding it because I like it, it works in certain at certain times when it's like meant to work. Like yeah. there might, might be a moment where you're sitting there and you're just like, this is the perfect photo for someone to be in the middle of it. The colors are just are perfect and it, it just works. But if you do that all the time, those the, I think it, it, at least in my work didn't stand out. So I avoided it. I, right. And I, I continue to avoid it, but yeah, I do. I do a lot of portrait work and sometimes I, I like to, set stuff up with people and and it's really I try to make working with every you know model or person I shoot be very you know unique to them to the to the to, person to that the I'm person shooting. themselves yeah, yeah that's perfect yeah I mean which is which is great because you know I had one person who was like you know, do you mind you want would you uh, take pictures of me while I smoke some weed and I was like sure and was, you know that, <laughs> that could be super super dumb but particularly no, like for them though that's like you know, kind of like kind of fucking that's them what you know? they do yes. right and it's not like I'm sitting here behind the couch smoking a bowl it's like I'm sitting here on my bed on the corner of my bed you know this is I don't know it's, it's very letting a person do what they want to do and then me figuring out how I can you know make that into something that is worth looking at that's gonna not not tell a story per se but it's going to be something interesting to look at and your eye is going to be kind of uh, stimulated by it. Yeah. So, yeah, and I shoot mostly on film now. Uh, I mean, I've always shot mostly on film since I've really got into it. I think I shot over 100 rolls last year, and I think I'm, I've shot like, you know, 20 or 30 this year you so sure already? far. Yeah, already. Ooh-wee. So, hold on. Do you, when you shoot film, do you usually throw it in a bag, let it sit there for a little bit, and then develop it, or do you, like, develop it instantly? Uh, it kind of depends in my finance financial situation very true it's definitely not cheap this it's not always cheap um now that i develop black and white at home i just immediately develop it when i get home yeah um but with the color stuff i'm I'm trying to be more particular about that um and what i'm shooting in color um because i think i think uh it it serves a a better purpose if you're more um yeah, per, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're more intentional with it, you know yeah. what I mean? So right now I've got like seven rolls of 
color film sitting at home waiting to be developed. And, okay. and I try to wait until I got like 10 rolls to send. It probably makes it worth it to send. Right. to send Because I send my film to California. Shout out Profoto and Irvine, California. All right. We give them a shout out. We'll put the link in the, in the description. <laughs> they, uh, they, do a, they do a good job. I think... Um, I think they do a really good job, especially for their for their price point. And um, that's awesome. They always send me my negatives back. I mean, which is kind of a given, but you know they take good care of my shit, and that's that's the important thing. But that's awesome. But yeah, and I I think when I first started doing film, I didn't edit much at all, if at all. Yeah. And now I edit a lot. Oh, you let it, you edit a lot of the actual film. Film shots? now I do. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah, I did just because it's like in developing your own style, you know. With film, there's there's probably like four kinds of film that photographers use for the yeah. most part. Yeah, and it's like Portra 400 or Portra 160, Ektar 100, yep. uh, Fuji 400H, um, Cinestill, like things like that. Like people, some people just shoot Fuji from the grocery store and it looks amazing. It looks freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends, and you develop your own style through that, and you borrow from other people's. But um, I'm trying to achieve a certain look with my black and white that yeah. is like which is awesome by the way yeah thank you um and i'm trying to achieve a certain look with my color work now that um I, it's not quite ready i'm still getting there i mean that's why i haven't posted color work in a long time is because I'm, yeah. I'm really i think most of my most of my efforts have been put into black and white black and white speaks volumes you know people kind of make jokes of putting things in black and white to make things you know deep mm-hmm. but like black and white just brings out so much more than color right so i definitely like i'm on that same page with you on that yeah i mean you can't depend on on striking colors to to make a photo you know you have to yeah. it has to be about the subject and uh, what you're taking a f- uh, photo of and i mean it's really it's, it's challenging yeah right? which is something that would have scared me away five years ago but but now i i like I look for the challenge, not because I'm, like, so fucking good that I can take on anything. It's like I'm looking for ways to fail because I know that in doing that, from my experience with photography, in failing, I I come back and I I might not the next time. Right. And and, and then the success is just far sweeter. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, I definitely am on the same page with you on that. That's awesome. Now let's jump to some of your creative inspirations. Now these can be photographers... That are very well known, or mm. some hometown heroes you may know, or okay. um, just anyone. So, name a few of those. Well, um, I, I have to say, like, one of my longtime inspirations, and I mean, I, can, I don't know if I can even call him an inspiration anymore because it's, I don't really want my work to look anything like theirs yeah. so much, but I, I just love his work as Cracker Farm. Who works with the he works with the Ava brothers. Okay. Oh, he's, nice. he's been with them since like two thousand three or whatever. I don't know how long it's been. Wow, the same but he's, Yeah, he's he's just always done their photo and video work and it's it's always been very like very good film work and very personal and stuff and, and it's it's always felt like a window into their world without giving too much away. Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot of bands you you, you just see too much and you're just like I yeah, that's you know, true. That's um, true. but it's it's like he created that that window and and the, this he captured their their come up in a big way that was you know there's a picture of of Scott stage diving in I think it I think it's here in Greensboro at the venue that used to be called uh, the Flying Anvil. Holy moly! A long time ago, 2006, I think five or six. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he he captured this beautiful photo. I think he used the flash, but w- which is like not really. 
good to do with bands that you don't know very well. Oh, very true. But he captured a stage dive, uh, and it's just one of the most incredible photos. And there's another photo he took of Seth, who's like laying completely on the floor, just like you know wailing on his acoustic guitar, and it's just it's gorgeous. And it cap- it says everything about them. So yeah, I've always loved the the way he did that. You know, I couldn't really pinpoint much more than that, but. I still like look at his work and really enjoy it. But um, on that note, I guess uh, um, locally, there's there's another guy. There's a guy in Winston. I guess he was he's been going to school there, and I, I won't shout out his name. Okay. But there's a guy who's been going to school in Winston for the past few years, and and he he's he shoots a lot of film. He shoots consistently. Oh, nice. And he, his work is always consistent, and he does very a lot with very little, and it's always really impressive, and um, and I really enjoy that, and it, it, how he uses color a lot, yeah. Instead of um, instead of just like depending on 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 the fact that it's filmed to be great, it's like we're gonna you know you, you just just great work. I, I can't describe it, and he uses a lot of nude models, and. Um, which, like I said before, sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I love it. Um, in, in this instance, it's it's always good. It's either tasteful or it says something about the person who's being photographed. Yeah. And um, be it something that's weird about them or, or, you know, it gives away some sort of sexuality that isn't just like baseline, like tits are good. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, exactly. so much bigger than that. Um, yeah. That's really cool. And I, I guess, you know, it's weird to like mention people you've never met and you just follow on Instagram. But um, there's some people on Instagram, and I'm not going to name anyone specifically again, but that have like 800 or a thousand or two thousand followers that are just incredible. Yeah, they're, seriously, they fucking they work so hard at it kick every ass. single day, and they kick ass, and they're so good. Yeah, and I love their work. Um, and, and it's just like, uh, you can message them, they can message you and you just talk cameras, you talk your process for a minute and, uh, learn something from each other. And it's, it's great. And I I just like being a part of that community. It's awesome. Yeah. You're definitely a big part of it. I think that's, I mean, that's really how, that's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember who messaged you. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think you mentioned me on Facebook. Yeah. 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 I was like, Hey, will you, uh, you show show me some stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Tommy, dude. <laughs> I'm right here. You don't have to shout out to me. But yeah. So. It's funny. Yeah. You meet a lot of people that way. You do. Which is, thank you, social media. I can't, I can't thank social media enough. If you use it the right way, you can actually meet some very creative, exactly. amazing people. People are so weirded out about social media. And yeah. they, think, they think it's like, I actually have a big gripe, and I'll use my, my soapbox right now for it, but... Um, you know, a lot of people I know talk a lot of shit about social media and how it's not real, but it is real. It's definitely real. It's definitely real. They're just like, it doesn't matter. It's on the internet, and you just you're just getting like fake affirmation from fake internet people. But re- but really, what what is happening is you are creating um, basically you know the 2017 version of what a bar would be 30 years ago, where you're you know interacting with people. Yeah. The only difference is that it's on display. That what you're looking at isn't some permanent thing like a bar, like a physical thing. You're looking at it and it's it's virtual and and maybe in that way it doesn't exist, but it is real. Yeah, it is. And it is social interaction, and it's and it's a big thing. 
and especially for people who are creatives, like you know, videographers, photographers, uh, cinematographers, makeup artists, like anyone who like really is passionate about what they do, it's a great place to meet people, yep, learn new things, and learn new things. And yep. but so many people are so interested in you know being somewhat some sort of f- version of fame, some weird version of internet fame that doesn't. Yeah. I don't even know, like, if achieving it would even feel good in any way. Yeah, you know I don't what think I mean? it, yeah, it doesn't really do anything. I don't know. It, if if you're happy with your work and you get and it gets you there, that's awesome. But some people just it's so fake. You know, it's not right. really it's not real. It's just paying for followers. Yeah. Like, um, you know, their their whole their whole shtick is like, I want to make my life look cooler than everybody else's life. Yeah. And um, and I'm not really trying to put my life out there that much but and i mean that's kind of recently i've started deleting my personal stuff off my instagram okay um and making it more about you know what i'm making rather than what my life is yes, okay like can i keep your life your personal life and your photo life kind of separate yeah a little bit yeah. not not because i'm embarrassed of my personal life or because i don't want to share that with people but because it's just different and what i'm sharing is for my photos and yeah. i don't know it's just like i'm not trying to you know it's my I guess I try and be a little conscious of, of not, uh, what's the word, you know, peacocking, you know yeah. what I mean? Like for, for the whole internet to see, but yeah. I but yeah. That. Cool. So with that, have you had any big breakthroughs or accomplishments with your photos? I know you've gone on a couple of trips, right? Um, were those for photos or were like, have you worked with some brands that you really always want to work for? We've gone on tour. I have. Um, so just kind of brief talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, I um, was fortunate enough. I get, like within my first year of photography, I was able to get a couple, um, a couple uh, opportunities that I that I never thought I would get. Um, two of those opportunities were going on tour with bands uh, that I love, like bands that I love, like yeah, not just like bands that look whatever. That's a good band. Maybe no, it's like, like no, I fucking love your music, and I'm listening to it at home when I'm alone. And, yeah, uh, and I got the opportunity to do that, and they. Uh, one thing is that I mentioned earlier. It's like you have to take the risk that you're going to fail, and I think, in as far as I'm concerned, I failed both times to to accomplish what I set out to accomplish. Oh wow, which. Uh, like one of them in particular was like a, someone I've been a fan of f- since I was 16 years old. I just I listened to their music consistently and got a connection with them. And they asked me to go on tour, and I said, "Can I bring my camera?" And they said, "We'd love for you to take bring your camera, take some pictures." And and as far as I'm concerned, I failed because I didn't capture it the way you, I wanted you to. Envisioned, right? No, yeah. I mean not even as I envisioned because I I don't try to take it that far as envisioning what's going to happen, but like I just didn't didn't capture the tour. I didn't capture the the artist. I didn't do anything special that wasn't already done. So, but like I said before, I failed and like that makes me want to go back and do it again. Yeah. So like the, the a lot of these opportunities like damn, I wish I had that opportunity 6 months from now instead of 6 oh, months gosh. ago. You, you know what I mean? You would do it so so differently. So differently. Yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah, and I take a lot of trips. I try to get out of the city or of Winston Salem as much as possible, not because I hate it, but because it is my my normal surroundings, and my eyes yeah. get bored. Um, there's more out there. There's a lot more out there. Yes. Yeah, so, so just talk about the maybe the New York trip or the Montana trip. Yeah, I mean, I went to New York uh, last weekend. Yeah, you know, I've been toying with the idea of moving there for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just really love the city a lot. It's fun. It's busy. I yeah. like being busy. I have if I'm not stimulated, I'm I'm kind of 
drowning a little bit. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Kind of antsy if you're not like, coming mm-hmm. on your toes doing something. Absolutely, yeah. That's if I'm just, just sitting at home watching The Office, that something is wrong. Like hour five goes by, you're like, what am I doing? Exactly. <laughs> I, I could say over the past two years, uh, since I've just really been balls to the wall with photography, I haven't had a lot of those days. That's, Maybe, like, you know, that's less than a handful of days where I'm just sitting there all day watching House of Cards or something. And you know, some days you just really do that because you need it. Like your heart needs it. Uh, shout out Kevin Spacey. <laughs> shout out Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Frank Underwood. I would rather you be president than Donald Trump. Um, yes. God, fuck that guy. <laughs> That's fuck, a different conversation, Tommy. I mean, I'm not going to veer off too hard, but like seriously, fuck that guy so much. <laughs> I miss you. Shout out to Obama. Yo. <laughs> I miss shout out to his photography was sick though I miss you yeah his photographer is so good oh my gosh he posted a photo the other day of Obama walking away from the press conference when he was uh, working on the Affordable Care Act and he's like you know Obama has that stride yeah he's got that like confidence that swagger in his step and you can see it right there in the photo and he's walking past I believe then Senator Mike Pence yeah who's now the vice president and Mike Pence is stoically standing there and you get the you get the idea that he's like proud of his opposition to this uh, this health care bill that that is going to help millions of people and Obama had just got done basically the caption explained that Obama answered questions for hours about specifics in the health care bill he had his he got his hands dirty in passing that bill and he worked really hard at it and in the photographer was Basically trying to be like, hey, uh, Donald Trump, uh, this is how it's done. You have to, like, be involved. You have to try and, like, know what you're fucking talking about because yeah. you don't. Because you a bitch. Um, <laughs> I wish I could remember that photographer's name. I think I started with an M. Anyways. I can never remember. He's but really he, like, he released a uh, great, his favorite pictures of yeah. Obama, and it, it is just. Over the eight years. It's incredible. Yeah, they're really so good, good photos. But. Maybe it'd be you one day. <laughs> I'd love that. You know, hey. just hang out with Donald Trump all day. I didn't mean <laughs> Blah. I wonder what music was talking about. Anyways, Tommy, you veered off into political whatever. Um, I'm, I'm speaking of that, pursuing my liberal agenda on, on the constant. <laughs> Yo, free pizza has nothing to do with the things Tommy just said. And it also we, doesn't have anything to do with free pizza either. We definitely don't support Trump. Anyways, <laughs> um, so jumping into your accomplishments. Yeah, I, I. So, what so do you? I t- well, we were kind of talking about New York, and I went just went yes. to New York, and um, I, you know, a couple of my cinematographer fr- friends live there, and I just was like, "Hey, I'm coming up in a month. Let's let's run around, take photos, and like just talk photography and like you know everything we've been learning and stuff." And and we did that. I mean, you you know, we take the train over to Chinatown and just like end up in a completely different part of Manhattan and just uh, you know walking around. I I walked around with little like. Um, a camera I found for three dollars, like this. This you know, it's a Minolta I found for three dollars. Right? Yeah, it's one of those little the ones I was talking about. Point I had. And shoot. It's great. Yeah, just a point and shoot film those are camera. The best cameras. With a, it was in perfect working condition. It was like a zoom camera too. So just walk up to to, to things and just bam, take the picture, walk I away, walk away. Yeah. yeah, and it's great. And then sometimes I want to get out my you know my SLR and really take my time. With a particular shot, but it just kind of depends. Um, so, you know, it's one of those experiential things. And I had tried to arrange uh, shooting with a couple of people that just didn't end up working out um, a yeah. lot. A lot of because uh, one thing you should know before you try to shoot with with models is that they are, you know, they might show up, they might not. Yes. I've, oh my gosh, an ongoing battle. It is. It'll, it'll really never end. 
Yeah, it's like, hey, um, so Sunday at 3 p.m., and they're like, yeah, sounds good. I'll see you there at this address. Okay. And then Sunday, Sunday, Sunday 1 p.m. Sunday hey, text message, so hey, you ready? No text back ever. Again, you yeah. might as well have never met that person. Whoever Tommy's throwing shade on right now. Oh, there's multiple to, of them. stop. <laughs> Tommy's going to blow up, and you don't need to hit him up when he's blown up. <sighs> your, your, your time has passed. Anyways, it's okay. that. I'm all about forgiveness. <laughs> So actually, with that, so New York, maybe I went to possibly. Montana. Oh yes, is that what you? Yeah, um, I went to Montana last year. That was sort of photo influence. So we kind of. So there's a band. They're called LCD Sound System. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. Like, just if there's a, if there's a guy I feel like might be my soulmate, it's James Murphy. Uh, <laughs> Yo, shout out, shout out to James Murphy. <laughs> Shouting out too much. <laughs> we need to chill. Um. But yeah, we my friend Gunner texted me and was like, "Hey, uh, LCD's playing at Red Rocks, and we should go." And I was like, "How much are tickets?" And he was like, "Well, I think they're 120." Yeah. I was like, "I was like, I'll go." And he's like, "I'll buy the tickets, and you can pay me back." Like, oh wow, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, he bought the tickets, and I didn't pay him back till like the day of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> It was just classic. I mean, he still got the money, though. Yeah, he still got paid. Um, And um, we had talked about, like, oh, yeah, let's uh, make a big trip out of this. So I took, like, 10 days off work. Photographer's, like, dream. Exactly. Especially driving across country. Yeah. Um, I just want to do it 100 more times. Just 100. Just 100. But not just across America, but across, uh, you know, different places. You know, I really have been looking at Canada a lot, but... I yes, shout I, out to Canada. Shout out to Canada. It's so beautiful. beautiful place. People just think it's all A and bacon and, you know, maple syrup and stuff. It is one of, it, is, it might be more beautiful than America in a lot of ways. But so mm. we, we had talked about uh, visiting my friend Brandon, who was working at Glacier National Park at the time. And uh, we were like, well, we can go that direction. It's just, it's really far. It's almost Canada. And, uh, we're gonna like have to basically drive for 24 hours straight right like that was the we have to drive for 24 hours without stopping, stopping. for anything but yes you know and pooping and um the important things the important things and uh so yeah we hopped in the car we drove to dayton ohio stayed the night with my grandparents uh which is you know super nice to see them and my grandmother gave me $20 for my birthday. Yo, shout out grandma. Shout out. I knew you were going to do it as soon as I said it. <laughs> Thanks for the $20, Gim. Uh, yeah, and we, we woke up early the next morning. We drove 24 hours straight. We, we, we traded off every four hours on the, on, oh, on the drive. How many, how many of y'all went in a car? Just two of us. Oh, God. Yeah, so I mean, it was like <laughs> one person. terrible. It was really good, though, because Gunner and I both can sleep through loud stuff. And we both don't mind windows being rolled down. We both don't mind smoke in the car of different kinds. Um, so we're driving, we're driving cross country, and I think we were going through Minnesota, and I fell asleep. There was like a thunderstorm going, and I just remember seeing it in the distance, and the earth is starting to get really flat suddenly, and I just kind of dozed off, and I woke up, um, and this Julia Holter album was playing at like the highest volume that a Honda Accord can go to, <laughs> and. And he's like, the car stopped, and all I see out of the windows from the laying position is just these, like, very blue hues. And I look over, and he's not in the driver's seat, 
and this album's just blasting. So I sit the seat up and I look and I can't find him. It's just like planes around me. Nothing. Wow. In every direction. Just nothing. It's just one long straight road that goes up and down some hills. And I kind of look back to my right and he's just peeing into the wind. Just <laughs> just like looks like the most relief like anyone has ever had. And uh, and I just hop out of the car you know, put a cigarette in my mouth and was just, you know, there's this like overwhelming, just like, we're here. We made it. Yeah. And, and just from there, we're, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's great. Um, and you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Montana before, I but have not been you to can Montana. drive 90 miles an hour everywhere you go. There's probably no one on the roads. Well, first of all, they have their speed limits, 80. Second of all, there's no cops. Damn. And if you're going 80, people are passing you all the time. So you got to keep it up. So we there was a stretch we were on the highway we we went, we put the cruise control at a hundred miles an hour which was just what which is beautiful yeah Holy, the, the, at that point it's just like almost hyperspeed oh yeah it feels it feels a little crazy and I have to also apologize uh, for the first time I I killed an animal with the car and oh. I, I, I'm 28. I was 27 at the time, and I'd always been so proud of the fact that I'd never killed anything with a car. I never killed a mammal, period. And um, I was like, we stopped to take some photos on the side of the road, and then we were going, and there's all these fucking birds, and they're, I don't remember what kind of birds they were. You killed a bird, dude? I killed a bird, but they were like, you know how you just expect them to scatter, like fly off? Well, this one bird, well, a couple of them at least, I only killed killed, one. So you killed more than one bird, dude? I killed one bird. Yo, free pizza does not condone this kind of stuff. If you see a bird, hopefully it flies away. But if not, you need to swerve. I couldn't swerve or else I'd hit other birds, man. And I'm only going like 35 miles an hour. I didn't like I didn't go 100 miles an hour through these birds. But he was just trying to like walk away. Like, it, you know, just walk. Like, you have wings. But anyways, Tommy. I killed him. I felt really bad about it. But we made it to Glacier. Um Stayed there for three days, took a lot of pictures, drove through Wyoming on the way back. Oh, Another man. beautiful state. You need to send me these photos for the, for, the, for the YouTube video. I will. I will send you these photos. Um, drove through Wyoming, stayed in Cheyenne, Wyoming for the night at this Native American hotel that they have there. <gasps> Is it one that's like a teepee? No, 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 no. It's, oh. like, it's like a one from built in the early 1900s and it's like a very classic one but we thought it was going to be so nice and we got there and we go in the room and the bed has a dip in it oh no oh yeah hell no this there's like ceiling tiles missing and we're like so we we were like oh god this we were like really looking forward to that rest and it's like three in the morning but we're both like super hungry so we're like you know what let's find some 24-hour food let's smoke some weed let's go get that food so we found this place called uh Ronaldo's. 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 Is it pizza? In Cheyenne, Wyoming. If you're there, no, it is Mexican food. Or <laughs> it and it is fire. It is so good. Damn. Uh and we we got uh stuffed peppers at like 3:30 in the morning. Wow. And we ate them. They're so good. And you know, got back to the hotel, made it to Denver the next day to go see LCD and Incredible trip all around, and Dude. I, I shot twelve rolls of film on that trip, which is still seems to me like not enough. Um, there's never enough rolls of film. There's never enough, probably. But um, you know, I made once again failed at some things on that trip, but I I actually felt pretty good about what I had captured. Um, all in all, in the end, 
but I'd like to go back and spend a couple of weeks there just hiking around because, you know, that's that's the best thing that it has to offer. That's awesome. So with all that, going to kind of wind it down. Where do you want to end up? As photography a, wise, photography wise, you want to keep freelancing. You want to eventually it take over your eight to five. You want to? Um, I have no. I give no fucks about where, what job I really do. To be honest, like if because if I make the goal, like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna make money on this or I'm going to do this full time. I think if that's my goal, then I'm losing sight of why I'm doing it a little bit. Yeah, and not saying that's for everyone. That's like I know my brain and I know how I work. I'll lose sight real quick and I'll and I'll start selling out a little bit, um, which I've already done t- at points, but. Um, but I, I just, my goal is to just learn as much as possible and in learning, being able to do as much as possible, being able to take most advantage of every opportunity I have as possible. Yeah. And I mean, if I end up, you know, 10 years from now with like, you know, 40 binders full of negatives and, and that's it. And I don't, and I have to work at a desk. I I don't think I'll mind. I just be happy to have those pictures. So you don't really mind if you are working a Whatever eight to five, and just eight to five, you can actually like. I mean, right. you could, you know, maybe you want, maybe don't want to do photos full time. You know, right? I mean, so, I mean, it's just like great. I don't pretend to know where I want life to take me right now. That's true. It's probably not good to think that have it too much of a strict. Right, but at the same time, I am working on a photo book right now. Um, I'm, yes. I'm almost yes. done. I'm waiting on some final scans to get back from it for, for it, so I can. It's just, it's called one whole year. It is a year in the, uh, a year through. God, I hate saying this. It's a year through my lens, but it's a year. It's a year of my <laughs> photography on film, and I'm putting it out there. It's kind of, it's not um, in the high fine art uh, quality of photo book, but it is a. Um, it's yours though. It is mine. It's going to be more in like a paperback kind of fashion, but it will be in color. And I'm going to do a Kickstarter for it and put it out there in the world. Try to raise money for my next project, which, yes. which, which will, you do have a show. I have a show April 9th. April 9th is with uh, four other photographers, film photographers in Winston. It's at the test pattern. Test pattern, Winston. We'll put all this in in the um, description. Right. But test pattern, Winston. It's a a Sunday. It is a Sunday. It'll be like a a nice Sunday afternoon. Okay. You know. Perfect. Hanging out and drinking beer and looking at photos and And stuff. And it's free. It is for free. But if your photos would be for sale. Um, I don't know yet. I'm I'm still debating on how I'm going to print them. Okay. I've been looking at darkroom options, but I've also been just thinking about getting some digital prints done in my film photos because it is kind of a DIY show, and uh, I don't want to go too overboard on stuff I'm only hanging for a couple hours. Yeah, I feel that. Um, even though, you know, I, I feel like I want to make prints just for me anyway. It's like selfish. Oh, definitely. Photography is so selfish. But it is. You do everything. Mostly it's all for you. Yeah. In the end. But... But yeah, so the book and the show and hoping to get out of this town in a couple months and, and, and stay away for a couple of years and, yeah. um, you know, go on some more adventures. So, which is, sounds amazing. Yeah. And I think you can definitely do that if you put your, you know, head into it. You have the talent. So. Thanks, man. We wish you free pizza. Everyone here wishes you the best of luck. Um, before you leave, give some quick advice for some up and comings. Photographers? Yeah. Well, anything. Well, without being too specific to photographers, um, the number one thing, number one piece of advice I could give anyone who's pursuing something creatively is to try um, and fail. And to to do that, um, 
you're you're letting yourself fail and you're letting yourself be harsh on yourself and you're you're growing you know a thicker skin and moving forward and just know that if you compare yourself to other people at a different point of their yes. uh, creative process you're going to hate yourself and just learn to be critical of yourself without hating yourself love yourself ask for help fail keep going Tommy thank you thank you this is Tommy from Winston he is a photographer in Winston for hire we're going to put his information in the description but for people who don't people who aren't looking at YouTube what is your Instagram name and an email my Instagram name currently is at TJ but it's three E's six A's T three E a J <laughs> six A a Y um, it's going to be changing soon uh, make it easier for for the people for the, for the, for yeah, the, cul- for the I, culture I'm still working on I'm still working on it but well I'll uh, I'll send it to you when you when it does change yes and your email for the world to have for well actually no it's um yes give me email it's boner420 at hotmail.com <laughs> and in the subject line uh <laughs> just uh just put you know hot girls wanted in your area or something but no and my real email is uh t-m-c-g-l-a-u-n at gmail.com and you can you can hit me up and I'll I'll send you my quotes. Yes, his quotes. Please hire him. He's or, amazing. He's amazing. Or if you're a photographer and you want to learn and you need someone to learn processes off of, I'm happy to help as well or point you in the right direction. Yes, and he needs to get a website up. He told me it's not up yet, but he's working on it. It's just so hard. I mean, like it's not really that hard. I know. I made I've made three websites for my photography, and I I'm like not good enough. It's not good <sighs> enough. It's too much. I overdid it. Oh well, whatever. It'll be up Fine, soon. Tommy. Anyways, I want to thank Tommy again. He's the best. Um, follow him on those accounts. He is in Winston. He's local. He's awesome. He's amazing. He has a show coming up April 9th. April 9th. Make sure you make that. And a photo book. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> and he has a photo book that will be for purchase soon. Uh, I'm Within the next month, the Kickstarter will be up. Cool. And support him on that. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yo, shout out. Shout out to moms. Yes. Moms everywhere. And Dave. And Dave. <laughs> you bitch. You can cut that out, right? <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, we're out. Peace. Peace.